Happy Friday, everyone, and welcome to HR Work Break. I'm your host, Maddie Collins, editor of HR Daily Advisor. HR Work Break takes a quick but close look at everything human resources. For any HR professional, it's a must listen. I hope you learned something new, take some advice to heart, or simply stay abreast today's trending topics. Now, it's time for a work break. Happy Friday, everyone. Today, I'm joined by Sherry Atwood, founder and CEO of SupportPay. SupportPay is an automated child support platform designed to help parents manage the process of exchanging child support, sharing child expenses, custody, and communication. Sherry, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So the first thing I wanted to talk to you about is the fact that SupportPay announced the first-of-its-kind employee benefits program for working parents going through divorce during, before, and after. How can employers support all aspects of parenthood, be it finding childcare solutions or helping manage child support payments? Great question. So employers now are really focused on offering benefits that address a family-friendly work environment. And they seem to offer company benefits for every significant life event, such as the birth, adoption, and a little bit of support during divorce. But there's all of these specific needs during and after a divorce that parents face. And they really should be looking at, are they supporting working parents who have or gone through a divorce and are now struggling with trying to co-parent while also remaining focused at work? Exactly. Yeah. If COVID has shown us anything The stressors of your personal life have such a huge effect on your work-life balance too. So how do you think that offering this more in-depth support, like you had mentioned, can help people manage that work-life balance? Employers really haven't even thought about this huge part of their workforce. If they haven't been through it, they don't understand what a huge impact divorce has on the workplace. A recent survey Good Housekeeping did found that 70% of the workplace is impacted by divorce at any point in time. So it's not just the employee who's going through it or who has been through it, but it's all of their coworkers, their management, and ultimately the bottom line. Not to mention divorce-related stress costs employers over $300 billion every year, but it's something that no one really talks about because unless you've been through it, you don't understand all of the productivity, the distractions, and the stress that comes with trying to manage child support, expenses, custody, and communication with your ex while also trying to do your job and manage all of the joys of being, you know, sometimes a single parent. Yeah. There's been a recent destigmatization of parenthood and the childbirth process specifically in the workplace. Do you think that there are any steps that society is taking as a whole or that employers can take to kind of destigmatize the stressors that people are going through for divorce and the fact that it's so common? Yeah, the pandemic has actually shown, I kind of joke around, everybody got to experience what I experienced on a day-to-day basis as being a single mom for 18 years. And what that is, is that it's nearly impossible to completely separate your work and your family life. And employers really have thought a lot about supporting parents, you know, in the beginning, adoption, birth, fertility, even offering childcare benefits. But when you're a single parent, you don't have the luxury of having somebody else there to assist you. And you're constantly having to juggle both being a parent and being an employee. And so it's really good for employers to say, hey, if I want to be family friendly, I want to help my employees when it comes to their financial and mental well-being. Are there other ways or other solutions that we can offer employees that will just simplify their life while also demonstrating the support, especially for working parents who have it the hardest and have the highest level of stress 
so that they feel like their employer really is supporting them through all aspects of parenthood, not just in the beginning. And I read in a recent survey that 78% of employees reported that they're more likely to stay with an employer because of their benefits programs. So what sort of benefits would we be looking at that could most benefit workers going through divorce? The issue right now is even while you're going through the divorce, sometimes you do get support, say, with the lawyer or the legal community. But the biggest problem, and I faced this myself, if I was an executive in Silicon Valley, a single mom traveling the globe, my ex and I had a very amicable divorce because my parents went through a horrible divorce and we never wanted to put our daughter through that. But what no one told me was after the divorce, all the legal professionals leave and you have this agreement that you have to manage with your ex. And they can communicate with you whenever they want. They can send you a text in the middle of a meeting. You're trying to calculate who owes what or whose turn it is to pay or whose turn it is to pick up the kid. And all of that is just so incredibly stressful and always seems to be during work time. And I was simply looking for a solution myself because it was not only just the divorce part, but the 12, 15, 20 lifetime that you are still a parent that you have to manage this. And I was shocked that there was nothing out there. You know, they're offering meditation stuff now and childcare, but how can employers offer a super easy tool to their employees that is affordable for the employer, but really help them make their lives easier and take care of this huge amount of stress that they're facing every day? Definitely. And from your firsthand experience and also the process of building and founding and creating support pay, have things like meditation been successful? And do you have any other examples of support? So I think showing employees, I think now, and I think, you know, going back to the pandemic, it was before I feel like employees were forced to completely separate their work life from their home life. But then with the pandemic, you got the kid running around screaming in the background, jumping in onto the Zoom meetings, and people started laughing and realizing like, yeah, you're more than just your employee and you do have all these stresses at work. And so by just starting to understand that, that was the first step. And now as we move forward post-pandemic, how can employees, again, offer tools and solutions to make their employees' life easier? And especially for this huge majority of employees that are you know, single, divorced, or even remarried step-parents that seem to be completely ignored when it comes to benefits. In fact, if you look at the three biggest stressors in life, birth of a child, divorce is number two most stressful life event, and then death of a family member, you can see clear benefits for birth of a child or death in a family, but really nothing being offered when it comes to divorce and post-divorce life. Right. With divorce being the number two most stressful thing in a person's life and COVID-19 kind of casting more of a light, allowing for more transparency there, why do you think that prior to the pandemic and literal Zoom window into people's lives, why do you think there's been a gap in benefits for employees impacted by divorce? I think the biggest gap is because, one, there hasn't even been solutions out there. Like I said, I was not looking to go start a company. I was simply looking for a solution myself. And then two, nobody really asked what happened at work. I know myself, as a vice president in a large organization, I was very, very cautious of telling people I was a single parent because I had heard comments saying, well, can she do this job because she's a single parent? And is the company really a priority? And so now during the pandemic, people had seen it. They get kind of a view into your life. And a lot of the benefit leaders maybe hadn't gone through this, you know, and divorce was far less prominent than it is today. Single parenthood was far less prominent before. So a lot of even millennials, they've said, fine, I don't want to get married, but I still want to have kids. 
they still have those same stressors as somebody going through a divorce, but the people choosing the benefits just hadn't even thought about there's this huge gap that impacts so many of our employees that we should be offering them something. Right. Building that kind of culture of support obviously starts with something as simple as benefits, but do you have any advice on how to expand it so that people feel supported and seen and not afraid to openly be a single parent or openly going through a divorce on like what you had suffered through when you experienced this? Absolutely. I think it has helped me. I sort of kind of say I was lucky because pre-pandemic, I had told my employees a lot of the same things that other employers found later on. And that was first, I asked my employees, what are you going to remember in five days, five months, or five years? And are you going to remember that meeting that you went to? Are you going to remember that special event in your kid's life or in your family's life or with your friends? Encouraging them to say, hey, you can miss a meeting. I know that you're going to do your job at other times, but if you need to go at three o'clock to the soccer game, go, because that's what you're going to remember in the future. And then it also showed my support for them, not even just as parents, but even like employees that don't have kids, right? Do the grocery shopping at one o'clock in the afternoon when no one is there and you don't have to stand in line. Really showing like life doesn't stop when work stops. It's now this constant thing, but showing them that they have the power to choose and to focus on things that matter most. And that is, I believe, given me a lot of very passionate and dedicated employees because they see that I'm supporting them and thereby they want to put in that extra effort, you know, maybe outside of hours or makeup on those times that they're doing other events. So really helping them see you can be both. You can be a parent and you can be an employee and you can be good at both, but you're also going to be stressed out and we understand and we're going to support you during different stressful events. That just shows that you're going to be even more committed to making the company a great place. And flexibility is one of the biggest benefits that I think any employee is looking for these days. For HR, just because we do deal with like the fine print of everything, do you have any advice for how to implement flexibility and understanding that life comes and goes with different levels of stress for everybody in a way that positively impacts those with children, those without, those going through divorce, those who aren't? I think the biggest thing is recognizing and allowing and giving employees the support of saying, hey, can I miss this meeting and can I come back and listen to the recording because I really you know, need to pick my daughter up or it's my day to pick up the kids after school. And being flexible and understanding that, whereas I know, and I even personally felt this before, it's like I felt guilty and I'm struggling in the background trying to coordinate, hey, how can I get somebody to help me because this meeting popped up on my schedule and I didn't have control of that meeting and I felt like I couldn't say, no, I'm not going to attend. Versus then when I started my own company, it was also not only to build this an amazing platform that has changed thousands of parents' lives and made their lives easier, but also as the boss, being able to have that flexibility and being you know at home with my kid during her teenage years. So taking away that stigma and recognizing that your employees are going to be far more dedicated to your company when you demonstrate that you have that flexibility. I'll give you a great example is an employee we just hired and she's not divorced, but she has three kids and they have all different life events. And she felt like her previous company, none of the management had kids. So she felt like she was constantly being pulled in all these directions. And that was the first thing I told her even before I hired her was as a single mom, I understand those pressures and I am from the top going to be supportive of you. And allow you to enjoy not only working here, but also enjoy being a mom and taking part in all of those special events that you're never going to forget. Yeah. For employers who might not be going through the same lived experience as their employees, 
Do you think ERGs is a sustainable solution to open up their eyes and provide some internal support to their workers? Absolutely. And I think that's part of it is not only focusing on what are you doing today or what are you completing or what tasks are, it's also asking, are there other things that you're facing maybe outside of work that I can be supportive of or that I can offer benefits for? Again, there has been a stigmatism when it comes to trying to balance all of this life stuff, you know, behind the scenes and you're so afraid of showing it to your employer. And so just as a leader, asking them, allowing them to be able to share stories, having them open up during team meetings, you know, anybody gone through this, anybody gone through that? And I just feel like once you know, or can at least somewhat see some of the other stressors people are going through, it just provides that empathy. And once employees feel like you're empathetic, I believe that they're going to be much more one empathetic towards you to get the job done, knowing you're dependent on them, but also more dedicated to the overall mission of the organization. Exactly. Empathy is such a critical part of leadership. While in your role, you're not exclusively in human resources, the human part of human resources does play into leadership. So what characteristics do you kind of see in that sphere? People need to remember the human and human resources. There's so much talk about technology and automation and, you know, every tool out there under the sun. But the best lesson I've learned is you can have the best technology out there, but if you don't have people, amazing, smart, dedicated, driven people or humans to run those technologies, it's not going to work. Dropping another tool in is not going to help you with your situation. It's the people behind it. Far too often people say, oh, there's this cool new tool or software package out there that's going to help me automate all of my marketing. But unless you have a person behind it running that and writing the content and setting it up, it's not going to work. So never forgetting that the only way that an organization is going to be successful is by the humans working at the organization. That's really good advice. Thank you. I have one final question for you, unless there's anything you'd like to add just thank you so much for having me on here and really highlighting this gap. The things as we've been talking to HR leaders across not only the country, but across the globe, the thing we continue to see is just this light bulb of saying, you're right. I hadn't even thought about this. We talk about working parents, but I hadn't even thought about this huge group of employees that we're not really providing them benefits. And that by offering them benefits, you're not only demonstrating the support for families, for working parents, but you're also demonstrating your support and their financial well-being, as well as their mental health well-being, and really helping them and showing them that you may not necessarily understand what they're going through, but you're willing to offer benefits to support them along the way. Right. At the end of the day, you need to be present and be there and be supportive of your employees. Exactly. And search for benefits that help, you know, all different types of employees and maybe not just the benefits that you need as an individual, but across the organization, where can you help offer benefits for all different types of employees? Yeah. My final question, a little bit different direction is uh, as this podcast airs on Fridays, what are you looking forward to this weekend? Well, I am super excited this weekend. My daughter moved across the country uh, a month ago to attend Clemson. I'm in California, so she's in South Carolina, and this weekend is family weekend. So I get to fly back out to the other side of the country, attend a Clemson football event, which I've never done, but it looks amazing, and then spend time with my daughter and actually look for a place to live since I'm going to also relocate to the East Coast to be closer to her and start new life experiences over there. That's awesome. And talk about a small world. I actually went to University of South Carolina. So we had the big rivalry with Clemson. They always kicked our butts. I think they will for the time being. So you're going to see some really, really good football on Parents Weekend. 
Yeah, I'm super excited to visit Death Valley. I didn't even know that was the unofficial name of the stadium. My daughter went to her first home game this weekend, and she said it was something she had never experienced in her life, and she's been to pro games, so I'm super excited to experience that and just see all that Clemson has to offer. Yeah, I hope you have a really fun time with your daughter and that you're able to kind of start scoping out where you might want to settle down out east. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. And thank you so much for joining me today, Sherry. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Again, I'm Maddie Collins, and thank you for listening. Join us next Friday or whenever you need a work break.